The reason God gives us covenants is because we are fighting a universal enemy. And this enemy, as we learned, is a snake. And he does the same thing to everyone. So he teaches us his covenants. So no matter how the snake comes to you, you will have the right response. One of the greatest enemies of destiny that I have seen in this country is you correct anybody, whether private or public, that's the end of their, their journey. Amen. They abort their destiny and go off in the wilderness. And some end up even losing their lives. Amen. One of the things that sometimes God will say hurtful things to me um, you may not understand it until I explain. One day he said to me, do you know that Satan doesn't have much respect for you guys? I said, how could that be? He said, he's doing the same things to you over and over again, Amen. and you keep falling for it. Amen. So why would he respect you? Amen. The same comment offends you 20 years from now with all the word you've heard, with all the Holy Ghost. Mm. So what would he respect? The same thing over. Haven't you noticed that it's the same thing? In your life. Then why are you still failing the grade? <laughs> now to hurt your feelings. Now that's the legitimate Hurting of your feelings. Amen. You should be so hurt tonight, get mad and kick him out. Amen. I expected a stronger amen. amen. Glory to God. And so, God gives covenants to protect your mind from satanic assault. The reason, correction as an example, is so strange to us is because our mindset is not where God said we should be. If we read the scripture again in Hebrews 13, you will see it clearly. It says, remember them which have the rule over you. You notice, first he says, someone has to have rule over you. He didn't say God. Amen. He says a human being that God put in place has to have rule. What does it mean for someone to have rule over you? I didn't ask you to speak in tongues. You can submit to their correction. Okay. Someone that has authority in your life? You have to lay your 
you have to lay your own opinion down and submit to them. All of those things are correct, but it hasn't hit what the rule is. They have the right and the responsibility to correct you. They have the right and responsibility to correct you. You notice we are stuck on the correction because that's our weakest link or weakest point. So we keep going there. And it's not that we are going to pass the test if I corrected you tonight. What? The thing that we don't like to say is that God has given, some, given that person the right to have rule over me. Okay. We don't like it said that God has given the person rule over me. All right. So when we don't even understand the question, then how can we have the right answer or the right response? So what does it mean that someone has the rule over you? Means a rule is something or someone you get permission from before you do something. That's what a rule is. That's what the conflict is. <laughs> you notice, yes, the person has authority, but the whole thing from the Garden of Eden till now is that God says, okay, these are, you can eat this, you cannot eat this, you can do this, you cannot do this. So if, there's, if you're going to do anything, he has to approve. And then he sends the Holy Spirit and transfers that right to spiritual offices. And one of the first miracles I noticed when God gave me this ministry was that I was supernatural. The same way he said to me, the way you understand what you received is the same way a woman is. He said, the woman came preloaded with everything she needs. You have the womb, you have all the ovary, you have all of that stuff. But you're walking around, but you don't walk around saying, you know, I have ovaries. Oh, I have womb. I have this. You're just walking around. That's exactly what it was. That's the way it was. He preloaded all the answers in me. It's not ten rules. I'm, I may, it may be a thousand things, but each one I come to, I automatically know the answer. So that's why he gives rule to the one with the preloaded answers. Watch, what would you be like if you ladies, so you got married, and now you, you want to have a child. You say, oh, I need an ovary. <laughs> so you have to go to a shop somewhere and purchase one, and then go to a doctor for them to put one in. Uh -huh. That's how ridiculous it will be. But that's, that is the same, that's what God said to me. He says, it's like a woman. You, you came preloaded with all the equipment. So when he gives you a ministry, in one swoop, the Holy Spirit puts all the answers in you. And so he puts you under the person because he knows that the person knows the answer. That you have to pray about to receive. He just knows automatically. 
It's not 10 commandments. It's, it's, it may be a million things. And as soon as I come to it, I know the answer. It's a supernatural thing. Amen. You see? So watch. Why is this so important? Because many times your mind will disagree. That's why it's called submission. Submission means you don't agree. But because of what you are learning, you go along. As soon as you disagree and you stand with it, then you are back to the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Yeah. Where all that will come out of it is death. Because that's what the tree of knowledge of good and evil is. He says, now once you eat this, he says, you're going to be as God, knowing good and evil. But what's the problem? His good and, his good and evil will be totally different from my good and evil. For, for, you know, and if, so everybody has their own mind. And the kingdom is in chaos. So God gives us these covenants, so we'll all be thinking same thing. Saying the same thing. <laughs> so when you do something, we, you know, most of us have been here long enough. When you do something, particularly public, everybody knows whether it is resurrection or not. Amen. Actually, those of us in this church, somebody may minister, you will say that's not resurrection. The person may not even know what you're talking about. But you know what resurrection is. Because resurrection has an unction, an anointed, a grace, has a flow, has something. You notice? It's not Ten Commandments. It's something you have experienced. Hallelujah. Are you understanding? So for someone to have a rule over you, you have to believe in the God in them. For you to submit to them. Otherwise, you will stay independent. And you have your own mind, so you are not under any covering. And how do I know the satanic assault against your mind is constant? That tells you you are not under authority. You are not covered. Years ago, God said to me, a woman that's married and is not submitted to her husband, is like someone walking down the street with a huge golf umbrella, and it's raining. And anyone that sees them says, oh, no, they're fine. But they're the only one who knows that there are holes in that umbrella and that the rain is coming through. But everybody thinks they're okay. But they know <laughs> that rain is coming through. So you can be in the church, sing the songs, do all of this stuff, but if you are not under authority, the satanic assault against your mind will be the testimony that you are uncovered. Say amen. amen. So ask yourself, does anybody really have rule over you? Because I still haven't experienced it. Every time I correct someone, they leave the church. So that means all the time they were here, they were lying that I'm their spiritual father. Uh-huh. But these are bastards in church. Because God says if he cannot correct you, 
then you're a bastard. And if that is true for God, then that's true for me. So it doesn't matter what you say. I listen to it, I go along, but I'm waiting on the day I will correct you. That's when I know whether you are my son or not. That's how God knows. Hallelujah. So, there's no way you can support the ministry except you believe in what God has given to us. How many of you believe in resurrection? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Every time I think about it, it's not because I'm the pastor. I I start celebrating and thanking God because this is one-stop shop for everything. If you need healing here, financial breakthrough here, revelation, yes, anointing, yes. Whatever you need, hey, glory to God. Come on. It calls for celebration to the Lord our God. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. So now, because I've been around for years, and in some of the ministries I've been a part of, it's nobody gets healed. We have to find a healing evangelist to come and have a meeting. Or after a while, everybody gets depressed. So you find an evangelist to come and do a meeting and get everybody going. But this one, we are renewed every week. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are alive. Glory to God. Eh? We are not in depression. (laughs) We don't need anybody to psych us up. We have so much to celebrate. And the the, the proof that you appreciate it is your submission to it. Amen. And anybody that knows me as these leaders, there's one thing I don't do. I don't negotiate my authority. Oh, no. Amen. It's God-given. I know it. I don't play politics. Whenever I need to use it, I use it. And I keep going. And whether you leave or not, it makes me no difference. difference. Because if I don't correct you, then I'll get in trouble with God. But if I correct you, even if you leave here and then you die, I will be completely exonerated. I have done my job. God rejected the priesthood of Eli. Because he was afraid to correct his children. He said, okay. He said, them that honor me, I'll honor. I came to your house in Egypt, he said, and told you you'll be a priest unto me. But because you won't do this, I've changed my mind. I'm transferring the priesthood out of you. He said, actually, any male that's left in your household or in your lineage, will not only be a priest, but he will be begging for food. Don't you see how huge? I was having a conversation with my children, and it was a a little difficult, and we were sorting the things through. And one of them said, you know, I just need to get to heaven. I said, you know, it's tougher for me to get to heaven than you. Because the Bible said that those of us that preach have the greater... Come on, you should have known that scripture. Have the greater condemnation. It's easier for you to get there than me. 
<laughs> you see? You think it's the other way around. No. It's harder. Because the demons warring against me, if God will bless you with them, <laughs> you might end up in Milledgeville. <laughs> this is a constant warfare. You fight going into ministry. When you finish ministering, they come at you with such ferocity. It's a constant warfare. I know when we do our weekly or quarterly fasting, you know, five days, you see everybody, some people will just drop 20 pounds, you know. We are struggling to make it to the prayer meeting. And I'll be laughing. I say sometimes I do that fast five months, three months, nonstop, just to keep going. So when I see you struggling with five days, But I've been on the fast three months. I'm preaching to you every week, week in, week out. I'm praying most nights. So that's when I see somebody all zealous about being in the ministry. I just laugh. I say, it looks all glamorous until they put you there. So you don't know what this is. That's why God gets upset when you don't honor it. God is so particular. Every time somebody gives me an offering, let's say we just have Father's Day, people keep coming back to me. You know, I was praying and God said my offering was not right. That's what he's telling you. You need to honor what's carrying you, Amen. what's covering you. Amen. You cannot treat it any kind of way because if you don't honor it, Satan will make a mince made out of you. Why would you, okay, look at what he just said to me. It's a question for you. Why would you delay a breakthrough if you were in order that God can give you in a month or two? And then nice, a year and a half or two. Amen. All right, so then you are told to follow my faith. Not Meaning your mind. Because that's where the enemy. Because the enemy comes to you and says, well, you're grown. Or you're educated. Or you have experience. Well, you're not a child. You can't be running to him for every little thing. And he gives you every reason. You know, if you eat this thing, you're going to be like God, knowing good and evil. You don't have to be dependent on him to tell you which one is right, which one is wrong. You can make your own decision. That's what the whole thing is. That's what the whole thing is. So, <clears throat> he said for us to learn these things. All right, so we've looked at, so let me switch gears and move on. We've looked at my faith. So, God says, follow it. So, I felt it's my responsibility then not to assume that you understand my faith. You know the miracles you have seen it produce. But it's more important for you to learn how it works. Because you are supposed to follow it. But for you to follow it, you have to bring it into your own life. 
into your own story and then allow the Holy Spirit to show you how to walk it out. Hallelujah. For the just shall live by faith. Hallelujah. The just shall break through by faith. My grace will be limitless by faith. My breakthroughs will flow like a river by faith or miracles. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. It's by faith. So, what is the first thing we have learned so far? That every breakthrough and miracle my faith has produced began with the word from God. This is why God has taught us in this house that your first assignment is to pursue God until you can start hearing from him. And you can start fellowshipping with him. I said, all the time it cost you until you got there is your own legal tender or medium of exchange. That's how much it costs you to find God. And he will pay you for that. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When I said that, it was a bullet for a few of you, eh? I said, God will pay you for that. Yeah. Glory to God. Now, now, now watch. This scripture is in Proverbs. But I don't know what Proverbs, proverb is, it is now. But it says that God conceals a matter. And is the honor of kings to search it out. But watch. Look at what he called those that will humble themselves. To search out what God has hidden. He called you kings. kings. It's your honor. He pays you for it. What is that scripture in Proverbs? Proverbs 25.2. What does it say? Uh, Is the the word glory that miss it. It's the glory of God to conceal a matter. But it's the honor of kings to search it out. So that tells you that concealed things are done deliberately. And based on how high your destiny is, God requires you to dig down and fight until you uncover that thing. Hallelujah. And when you uncover it, your life starts flowing in the miraculous. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You search it. It says your honor. God signs off on you. God tells angels to meet your need and honor your decrees. The Bible commands believers to follow those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. And your spiritual father's faith can be understudied if he walks by faith. My faith has been clearly explained to all my children. And we have learned that under this resurrection grace, every breakthrough, every miracle begins with a word. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. There is no presumption here. We, are, we don't assume what God will do. And we go out in the so-called faith 
to actualize what our own mind has concocted. But when God said, go to the airport and get your hanger, that's a word. <laughs> so even though I ran into obstacles, and they said there were no hangers, and that the only thing available to me was a waiting list, I refused to submit to it, because the word said, go get your hanger. And I indeed got that hanger that day, hallelujah. Walked away from the naysayers, walked away from the brick wall, and walked in faith, just as my father Abraham did. He went out not knowing whether he went. And God honored that faith and opened a great relationship with an FB or fixed base operator right there at that Peachtree City Airport. The rest is history. Do you know the faith you're following? Who are you following? Are you following yourself when your own faith has not been tried and proven? You are commanded to follow those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Just lay back this week and study along and learn along. May my testimonies, may my faith bring you to the realm of supernatural breakthroughs in your own life and in your own ministry. We had an incredible experience where an entire ministry came here to visit our facilities. This ministry received uh, a movie theater like us, and theirs was even bigger than ours. But they never had understanding or revelation of what to do with it. When an air-conditioned man came here and saw what God had done with this facility, he told those people, and when they came here, they were so amazed that all these things had come out of this, a, an identical building that they had. But unfortunately, they lacked revelation and understanding. And eventually, they lost that building. And I don't know whatever happened to that ministry. This is tried. This is proven. You can follow it. You can pattern after it. The resurrection story has to be documented. <clears throat> I said that book will be called The Miracles of Resurrection. And God will use it to change lives, and change nations, change ministries, disciple the next generation to do even greater things for God. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, if you are struggling in your faith, if you're discouraged in your faith, if you're in a battle currently, the number is 770-994-3777. Prayer ministers will agree with you. Prayer of agreement will produce miracles in your life. All the invitations of the past, hey, you can still avail of them if you want your car blessed so that the glory will sit on your head. You can still send it and receive the glory imparted to that piece of clothing or cap or material or whatever you call it. Remember my daughter's CD, Let There Be Light. Amen. We love you, beloved. It's a great week. Let's study together and be blessed in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.
God bless you. Bye-bye.